This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Welcome back. It's now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv. It's not quite the time of the year to run marathons or do triathlons, at least not in Canada, maybe in Hawaii. But it's always time to get your training in. Elizabeth Moeller is preparing for her 10th season in the marathon and triathlon game. Elizabeth is the founder of EM Disability Consulting. Hey, good morning, Elizabeth. Hey, good morning, Dave. How are you doing? Elizabeth, I'm great. I know you've talked about your triathlon experiences and your marathon experiences on the show before, but what keeps you coming back each year? It's February. What gets you on the treadmill or jumping in the pool to get ready to do it again? Yeah, I think, you know, there's a couple of things. I think there's a real sense of community and camaraderie. You know, I, I think about why I started fitness and it was really about finding a community when I was in grad school. Um, and I think there's a real sense of accomplishment, you know, being able to say you've completed yet another race or you've met a personal best or, you know, you've done something new or different, tried a new kind of race, like a trail run. I think that's what keeps me coming back and and the people. Um, it's a it's a real family, uh, you know, specifically in the, in the triathlon landscape. And I think that for me and just also the sense of feeling good you know, feeling good, having accomplished something and that feeling afterwards when you've accomplished something and, and been like, wow, I, I didn't think I could do it. It was 40 degrees outside, but I, mm. I did it. Yeah. Elizabeth, as you get more experienced, the act of simply finishing is no longer the rush, I imagine. You start wanting to hit thresholds or goals. So how do you handle that going into the start of a year? How are you setting goals for yourself beyond simply saying, I'm going to finish the triathlon? Exactly. Yeah. So I think there's a couple things. Um, I start to look for different distances. So, you know, if if in the previous year I did sprint, which is sort of your standard 750 meter swim, your 20k bike ride and your seven kilometer run, maybe doing an Olympic, um, which is a lot bigger. You're doing kilometer and a half swim, a 40k bike ride, and then a 10 kilometer run. The other thing um, to think about is your time. So are you improving your time? Um, you know, really cutting down on the time that you've had in the past. Um, also just thinking about different kinds of races. So I did one the year before last where we started on a boat. So we jumped off a really big ferry boat into the water. So again, just trying different things. Um, and I think just also, um, really kind of a, a measure of like, okay, not just finishing, but like, what were what were my training goals and did I achieve those? So, you know, leading up to the triathlon, thinking about the cross training with with whether it's weights or whether it's um, floor work and was I able to accomplish the goals that I wanted to get me here? I, uh, I want to know about the training because the world of fitness has evolved. It's always evolving, but it certainly feels like it's evolved in different ways in the last decade or so with the rise of Instagram fitness influencers and TikTok uh, fitness influencers. What are the trends that you're experiencing, uh, whether it be at the gym or in some of the more generalized training spaces? 
Yeah, for sure. So I think at the gym, a lot of what I'm seeing is, um, you know, gym classes and gyms for different bodies. So um, I'm seeing classes for like uh, new moms or um, expecting moms. I'm seeing a lot of classes for older adults or people of different body sizes and body types and abilities, which is wonderful. I'm seeing a lot more uh, classes geared to people with uh, different disabilities. Fitness wise, you know, what I'm, what I'm starting to see a lot of is um, this, this, you know, start small. It doesn't have to be, you don't have to go out and run a 5k or you don't have to go out um, and do a triathlon or a race. You can just get out and do a walk or you can do, um, you know, some, some weights at home or even just getting, getting some chair yoga going. So this idea of starting small, and I know that we've touched on this on, on the show before, and I know Ryan uh, Van Priest talked about it, but this, you know, really debunking this myth of like, you have to have pain to have gain. And that's actually not true for your body at all. You know, really thinking about a little bit of discomfort's okay, but, um, you know, moving away from some of these sort of myths about, you know, being this um, fitness as a result of wanting to lose weight, as opposed to fitness for mental health and mental well-being, which is sort of now what we're seeing in that sense of um, feeling just really good after you do something. Yeah, it, it becomes a delicate balance, though, because if you circle back to what you're talking about in terms of stretching out your length or trying to hit personal bests or trying to achieve these mm -hmm. goals, you do have to push yourself a little bit, right? Absolutely. I've talked about how this year I've gotten a little more engaged on the weightlifting front, at least in the first few months of the year. I'm sure I'll fall off the track here eventually. And I've already maxed out the bench press bar uh, in my in my wow. building's gym. Well, it wasn't, it wasn't that hard to do. It's only two plates on each side, just, you know, a little 225. No biggie, no biggie, no nothing <laughs> over here. But it's gotten to the point where it's like, oh gosh, maybe I have to go order some new weights online to load up the bar a little bit further. Because to a certain degree, if you really want to start, like, like again, yeah. if you're a beginner or you're just getting started or you're just trying to be a little bit more healthy, okay, you can pretty much do anything. But when you start having goals, you've got to, you actually have to start pushing yourself a little bit yeah. and that's and that's yeah. and like no it's a, it's it's a delicate balance because if you push yourself too far you're going to hurt yourself you're going to quit there could be all kinds of other factors but it's a delicate balance and i think i imagine especially when it comes to doing something like a triathlon or a marathon you really have to walk that delicate line Absolutely. And, and it's interesting that you bring that up because I remember one race, um, I think it was in 2023, where it was 40 degrees and really hot. And the run for the Toronto Triathlon is actually down by the exhibition. So there's a lot of open road and not a lot of trees. And I remember feeling a little bit dizzy, really thirsty, no matter how much water and how much Gatorade I drank and how much water I dumped over my head and thinking like, should I stop because I'm worried I'm going to collapse versus like you say, you know, keep going that little bit of um, pain or discomfort. So I think, you know, always checking in with yourself if you're working out or or um, engaged in physical activity with somebody, kind of having, checking in with each other. But I think absolutely, and when you mentioned that, I thought, yeah, like that race for me, that was the hardest I've ever pushed myself because we were in a heat warning and you're literally running on asphalt next to cars, which are emitting very hot exhaust. So yeah, absolutely. Well, of, of the three disciplines involved in a triathlon, which one do you like the most? Which one do you get the most pleasure out of? I would say probably the swim, which is the first one. People might wonder why, because you might think, oh, I would do the swim last to cool down. But people, um, the reason it's done first is so that folks are safe because you don't want to be doing a swim in the lake when you're tired. I like the swim because I have lots of energy. It's the first sport. I'm exhilarated. Everyone's kicking off together. Everyone's um, cheering each other on. There's a couple races that are for um, women specific. And what they'll do is throw pink petals into the water during the swim to 
honor uh, women who are breast cancer survivors. So that's always a really beautiful moment to look forward to. But that start of the gun and jumping in the lake, although not when it's 17 degrees Celsius, is probably <laughs> one of the things I like the most. So it's yeah. February 21st. What's your timeline here in terms of the season ramping up in earnest? Okay, so um, I just signed up for my first indoor race of the season on March 9th. So we've got two weeks. Oh, we gosh. started doing, yeah, I know, <laughs> intensive. We did some hill training this morning. Um, so February 9th, uh, sorry, March 9th is our, our first race. And then um, we're doing a couple of runs. My guide and I are doing a couple of runs in April, May, just to get our legs warmed up, a 5K and then a 10K. And then we start with the outdoor season in June, hopefully with the Guelph Triathlon. So I, I also recommend if people have never done it before starting with an indoor triathlon to just see if you like the three sports together if you actually can swim as well as you thought um that's that's really helpful. <laughs> oh i know i can't swim well I, I know you i know you've won a couple medals here over the years but uh there'd be no medals for my swimming that's quite all right. There's there's uh, lots of different sports people can do. But yeah, I, so that, that'll be my first race of the season. And, you know, the indoor one's nice because you're swimming in a pool and you're just getting a sense for, for um, how your body moves through the different sports. Well, Elizabeth, good luck to you. All the best and uh, talk to you next week. Absolutely. Talk to you next week, Dave, and keep going with those bench presses. We'll, I want to hear where you're at. We'll uh, keep working on it. The bench press, the ultimate glamour exercise. There's no doubt about it. That's Elizabeth Moeller, the founder of EM Disability Consulting. Coming up after the break, you'll find out what's coming up on Kelly and Rumia later this afternoon. And the LCBO is rolling out a new policy in Ontario uh, involving, well, Northern Ontario, involving folks uh, showing IDs to get into the liquor store. Fair or foul? I mean, you know, they're going to check your ID eventually. Maybe. Not when you're an old man like me. This is Now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv. Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Join us weekly for The Pulse with host Joita Gupta, who brings us closer to issues impacting the disability community across Canada. Watch The Pulse on YouTube or listen wherever you download your AMI podcasts.